welcome to the Enneagram One Project Podcast with your host, Dominic Vandal, where ones come to learn mindset tools and embodiment techniques to reduce frustrations, quiet their inner critic, and live a most expansive life. If you're ready to make your unique oneness your superpower, then this is the show for you. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Enneagram One Project Podcast, episode 24, Day Interrupted. Today, the day I'm supposed to write and record this podcast, the universe had another plan in mind. I could be frustrated and annoyed, but instead, I'm taking it as a sign that I'm to write something entirely different from what I had in mind originally, because All I can think about is how my day's plans have been tossed in the air without my having any say in the matter. This is fascinating to me because if I step back, I can absolutely see that I still have options and I can still choose how to approach my day. But my brain's default was to go to the land of woe is me, the place where all I see are the things I won't be able to do today. Does that sound familiar to any of you? It's a mixture of many learned societal habits, one being attributing my felt experience in the moment to the situation at hand. Another being that situations dictate what I'm not able to do and what I am able to do. And another being to accept my role as mother and primary parent as though it takes choices out of the equation. Here's what's going on in not terribly sick or anything, just the kind of sick that pre-COVID, I would have sent him to school. No questions asked, but now kid is sick. He has to stay home and so do any siblings. If you read between the lines, this means that they are home while I work today. If you've been following along, you might remember that they are eight and 10 And in our home, honestly, that means they'll likely spend the day playing, gaming, watching some things, and then we'll enjoy our meals together. We'll have some snuggle time. But let's be real. I can 100% do some work in between checking in on kids and even while being available to them should anything happen. Knowing this intellectually and having experience with it, did not stop my brain from doing mental gymnastics this morning, trying to figure out how I could possibly handle this situation. This is so funny to me because I've become a fan of the unplanned, have a whole podcast about it. I can roll with it, but I want to be honest with you. It's just not always the case. With that in mind, I thought it would be more interesting for you if I walked you through how I was able to go from feeling concerned, um, disappointed, annoyed, and a hit of resentment to writing what I think is a really useful podcast episode for you all and basically going with the situation as opposed to forcing against the situation. The first step for me is always awareness. If I'm not aware of what my brain is actually doing, it can't feel into it. It can't make embodied decisions. So how do I become aware or more aware in the very moment? There are a few methods that I've developed over the years, not me developed, but tried, tested, and have enjoyed and liked. 
all of them are around getting to know your own cues. In my case, that can be noticing my elevating heart rate as I speak about the situation to someone else. It can be noticing myself as I start to take part in some of my avoidance techniques. It can even be noticing that 30 minutes have passed and I'm still staring at the supposed problem without any solution. One of the biggest ones for me is that I start to blame the situation for everything and I give it so much power to the point where I disempower myself. If I'm not totally caught up in my headspace, I might be more likely to notice my body's signals instead. That looks like noticing what I consider to be resentment, or maybe I even make my resentment sound. Do you ever catch yourself, you know, grunting, rolling your eyes, sort of like, well, that's what I do. So if I do that, it's a good hint that I'm having or experiencing the feeling of resentment. Notice, I'm giving you examples that can come from your thinking, your feelings, your actions, and even the outcome of what you've been doing for the last 30 minutes. So take a moment here and consider for yourself, what are some of your signals that you are disempowering yourself? Once I'm aware, then I can tap into my body. I can insource what's really true for me in this moment. So today, I took an extra tea break, took some deep breaths, enjoying the arola. And because I've been doing this work for some time, the moment I followed the qualities of the air in my in-breath, right? The aroma, the texture of it, it opened up something within myself where I was settled and knew instantly that today had way more potential than I had considered first. Other times, that could have been me picking up a few items in the kitchen, not as a distraction, but as a way to create space between me and the situation. That helps me to clear my brain fog and see what solutions magically appear to me. I say magical because I swear half the time, I don't know where they come from, but they're exactly what is needed. I've also meditated, gone for walks, danced, been very, very still. It doesn't always look the same. And you'll find your own way by experimenting. This is basically where you want to use one of the other parts of you to support you because your brain and the default thoughts, society's conditioning, all of that is what is holding you hostage. So you want to use the other practices found in the pillars of embodiment to move that energy. So consider for yourself what pillars of embodiment you would like to play with, experiment with here. Breath, movement, sound. It's really up to you. Okay, so I've become aware of my disempowerment. I've insourced, and now I can make an embodied decision. Today, I chose to prioritize the items I already had on my calendar because today was the kind of day where I would benefit from doing that. But other times, I might just release expectations and see how I can really enjoy what just disrupted my plan. So that's how the podcast was still created today. But I won't lie, 
lots of items that I had deemed important when I planned my day pre-kids staying homesick no longer seemed important. So I took them off my calendar or moved them to another day. You may have noticed already that this is a shorter episode and that's quite deliberate. I know I can make any choice I want, even with the situation I'm in. I'm deliberately making the choice to keep this short and to the point so that I can spend most of my day with my kiddos and make the most out of today with them. Because honestly, a huge part of the reason that I do the work that I do in the way that I do it is to be with them as much as I wish to be whenever I want. So three steps. That's what it took today. Become aware that I had given my power away to the situation, create space to go within in sourcing, and from there, make an embodied decision about how to approach the day. If you found this episode helpful and know someone who would really enjoy it, make sure to share it with them. Until next time, love to each and every one. Thank you so much for listening to the Enneagram One Project Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things one. Now, if you're wanting to integrate what you're learning here and be supported by your very own personal Enneagram One Life Coach, then I invite you to head over to my website, dominicvandal.com, D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L. Look at the very top of the page for the Work With Me tab. I'd love to be the one in your corner, helping you to navigate your oneness. Let's make it your superpower. 